Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, women's football on the rise in Vanuatu. Australia is counting down to their Pacific Games debut. And the Samoa Rugby Union is on the hunt for a new sevens coaching team. But first, the Fiji under-20 footballers received a sharp lesson in their opening match at the World Cup in New Zealand, thumped 8-1 by European giants Germany in Christchurch. But a dogged second-half effort and an historic goal from Josefu Viraval ensured they came out of the match with something to savour. Former coach and now technical director Ravanesh Kumar says it's been a huge learning experience for everyone. Playing Germany was a historic moment for us and an honour for us to play Germany. I would say the first half was a little bit dramatic because our team did not play a team like Germany before. And uh, they were all anxious to see what Germany is and what uh, what kind of players they have. But they improved in the second half of the match. And that goal from Josefa, obviously very special in your first World Cup match for any Fijian team to, to, to get on the uh, scoreboard and, and, and quite a good goal as well. Uh, you know, really well worked out there and uh, expertly finished. That must have been a phenomenal moment. Yes, it's a proud moment for Sefo and for Fiji too to score against the world champions. It will go into the history books of Fiji and also it will be a lifetime history for Sefo Verevo too. And uh, it doesn't get any easier. Honduras and Uzbekistan, obviously very good teams as well. And I guess the reality for Fiji is everyone's ranked uh, above you. But what have you learnt from the German? What have you learnt from the Germany game and taking into this next game against Honduras? The two other teams will be also very good teams, uh, Honduras and uh, Uzbekistan, and Fiji need to have a lot of confidence in them. The players need to have a lot of faith and confidence in, in themselves individually and as a team, and they need to keep the possession uh, for mo- mo- more time. Do you think with a match under your belt, and obviously that was a big one against Germany, do you think the team will be more relaxed or, or more confident going forward? I think so. They will be more confident after playing Germany, I would say. And uh, is there any change in tactics uh, or, or is there a certain style that you guys think works best for you and, and you'll stick to that? No, we will stick to the same uh, style. What have you noticed about the development of the players? Uh, yes, uh, this is a good question. Uh, I would say we have been with the team for a long time and they have played uh, matches at home. And now after these build-up matches, especially the international matches which we have played in Myanmar and Malaysia, coming back to Australia, playing those two games with Mexico and Colombia, plus these three games. Summing up, it will be close to eight to ten games. And this will give a huge difference and a huge uh, improvement into the individual players and into the teams, into the whole team, I would say. And then when we see the individual players, their performances has has gone uh, up um, after playing all these friendly matches. And I would say... For Fiji to do something in future, they need to groom these players and give them more international matches. And uh, Ravanesh, just back to the Honduras and Uzbekistan games coming up. Obviously, eight-one against Germany. What 
what are you guys sort of thinking at? What would be a good score line, or what are you guys targeting? A draw, maybe get an early goal and try and hold on? What what would make these matches a success for Fiji? I would say we, we want to come out of this match respectfully. That's the Fiji Under-20 Technical Director, Ravanesh Kumar. The Vanuatu Football Federation says the initial success of the country's first-ever women's open league shows how popular the sport can be. The league was established last month and has already attracted about 200 women aged between 15 and 27. Vanuatu Football's Women's Football Development Officer, Joel Rarua, told Max Toll the ultimate aim is to have a women's league for all eight member associations. It's one of the eight programs that we just implement to encourage and promote development of women's football in Vanuatu. We've kicked off the program in two different areas in Vanuatu. We have set up the women's league here in Port Vila. There are seven teams all together competing in the elect, and we've set up the other one in the northern region on the island of Sando. There's a total of six teams all together that have registered to play in the Lucanfield Women's Football League. We are preparing for the final of the Women's Open League at the moment. So are there many women in Vanuatu who like to play football, young girls? After we've implemented the programs, uh, in both fields there are about 200 plus. And there are more uh, teams uh, set-ups between the communities. And we're expecting about 13 teams to all together to be set up in, uh, in Portfila. More girls are setting up the teams to be gathered to be part in the championship program of the women's in Portfila. And in Lucanfield also, there are new teams uh, set up to be part of the women's Super league. So over the next five years, what, what, what would you like to achieve? To make sure that girls football will be one of the dominant sports for girls here than other sports. And another one is to produce quality women's football players to be represented in the Fonodu team. What, what would you say is the most popular sport for girls right now in Vanuatu? Netball is coming up at the moment. But uh, with uh, this program, we found out that a uh, uh, great number of participants, uh, girls participating in football, just recently, yesterday, ran the girls uh, under 12 a grassroots festivals. There are more girls interested in coming to be part of the grassroots uh, program football festivals. And the program will be carried out in different football associations in Vanuatu. So we believe if 100 girls per MA, uh, if the program is launched after the five years, we could have about 800 girls aged. 12 years will be participating in the program in the next five years. So we believe there will be more girls participating in football up to the elite age of uh, under uh, 17 or 18 years and participating in women's league. Was there a lot of enthusiasm with the girls that played? I mean, did you, did you see them enjoy enjoy playing the, the sport? The girls are more interested in coming into football, getting into the uniforms, had the boots on, the sling cats, shorts, being part of a team playing in the field. So we believe just by looking at their faces and how they get to cheers each other, support in the game, it looks very interesting and we believe they really enjoy the games. On the closing ceremony for the portfilla, I asked them, did you enjoy the football? They said, yeah, we feel that we've enjoyed the game and we want more football activities. So that is giving me an idea that the girls are coming more more interested in soccer. 
women's football in Fanuatu is uh, becoming uh, more popular for girls in Fanuatu to participate in football. And we're still encouraging the assistance for putting more support to women's football in Fanuatu. And that is why I think football in Fanuatu could, uh, could improve. Because we believe more support, more assistance to women to be part of the game. It will help to improve the participation of women in football and also encouraging them to play soccer. Would that come from the Oceania Football Confederation or FIFA? Where does that come from? Yeah, coming from the uh, women's uh, in FIFA, the women's uh, football and the uh, Oceania to as far as here in in uh, for another football, the federations to assist the program. We believe that we could expand the program further to the, the remote areas in Vanuatu, where more girls are interested in becoming to be playing football. That's Vanuatu Football's Women's Football Development Officer, Joel Rarua. Australia is eagerly counting down to their debut appearance at the Pacific Games in Port Moresby next month. Along with New Zealand, Australia accepted an invitation to enter teams in taekwondo, weightlifting, sailing and rugby sevens in the first step towards an expanded continental games. Chef to Mission Malcolm Page says Australia is excited about taking their first step towards being a permanent part of the Pacific Games. I think it's really exciting, certainly from my perspective for Australia, it's really exciting for this to be its you know, inaugural um, Pacific Games appearance. Obviously you know, Australia and New Zealand are just invited at the moment, we're not uh, full members of the Pacific Council, but um, at the same time, you know, great for our first time in and uh, really excited about it. And even in the event Australia's going to be competing in, it's going to be uh, not not easy for them you know, to be champion. Of course, they have the opportunity to be champions, but uh, certainly the Pacific is very strong in those sports. Two years ago, Wallace and Fortuna for the Pacific Mini Games, uh, Australia competed in sailing, which wasn't officially part of the tournament but was run alongside the mini games and I guess that was the first sort of uh, tentative steps if you will. And I, and I guess being Australian in New Zealand we we are in the Pacific we, you know, it is our it is our backyard um, you know, we'd love it and uh, you know, so it's just great to be part of these games and I know when I was up in uh, Port Moresby uh, a few months back after the Chef Commission meetings um, it was um, the atmosphere and the I suppose, and also the culture that uh, you know Papua New Guinea has was uh, really shining through, and I think they're going to be putting on a pretty impressive event um, and really taking the Pacific Games to a new level. So it's exciting times. Is there an element of trepidation at all? Because the vote two years ago in Wallace and Fortuna, they you know basically shot down fully incorporating New Zealand Australia, and this is, I guess the first step to see how it goes. There was, I guess, nervousness from some of the Pacific countries that New Zealand and Australia could come in and maybe take a stranglehold of the event or might dominate the event because traditionally those countries are obviously very strong in a number of sports, especially within this part of the world. Um, do you feel welcome? Do you is, is that something you're maybe conscious of? Oh, look, it's certainly something that um, the officials from Australia are certainly conscious about. It's not, I suppose, upsetting what, what has been a great tournament for many years um, because... We haven't been members of it before or been, you know, a part of it. So it's certainly something to be conscious of. But saying that, we have certainly felt very welcome uh, when we were in Papua New Guinea a few months back. The, and the feeling I've got from all the other countries is that they're quite excited to have us there. Yes, Australia and New Zealand, when it comes to sport, are, are very professional uh, and, you know, quite often bat above their weight. 
uh, so to speak, on the international world. But I think the way that we've been invited along and invited along in certain sports will actually add to the whole event. You know, obviously, with Australians only coming with, I suppose, their expertise and system they have in place around the sport, this will help the other countries and, and show them, I suppose, some level of professionalism that they might have across the board. So, you know, sharing that information, sharing that knowledge will help them grow up and then certainly, you know, hopefully years to come, be as strong as maybe New Zealand, Australia and the international level uh, in some sports. And those four sports that are being competed amongst all countries, sailing, taekwondo, rugby sevens and weightlifting are indeed sports where the Pacific are competitive and in, in many cases have done extremely well winning Commonwealth medals, uh, among other things. It's going to be quite a battle uh, in, in all those arenas, that, uh, the, the four sports that you know, both Australia and are competing in. It's not going to be easy for, I guess, any country And uh, when we're in Papua New Guinea. With this actual sportsman, I've already got a bet that we're, uh, he reckons it's going to be Australia and the Papua New Guinea uh, guy. It's a bit like the, uh, co- uh, the Commonwealth Games gold medal that was decided a few years back and he thinks it's going to be a rematch so I think we're going to be we've got a little wager <laughs> betting against each other who might win <laughs> What is Australia expecting from the Pacific Games what do you sort of know of the event going into it and uh, you know what are the expectations for the team going in Every expectation comes down to each individual sport but generally as a team we're, we're going there to soak up I suppose this tournament the first time for us uh, I think it's a great opportunity for our athletes to prepare themselves for what the ones aiming towards Rio. It gives them some games experience if they've never been to a games before. So when they do go to Rio, they'll, you know, it won't be as much of a culture shock. But also I think one of the beautiful things about, I guess, the Pacific Games is because it is in our backyard, but also a place like Papua New Guinea will show a huge cultural difference from Australia. And also it has a a lot of history with Australia. So I think for some of these young athletes, it's going to be a great opportunity for them to um, you know, to experience something new. Do you see this as something that will likely grow? I know there's been talk of a, you know, every other region in the world, Asia, Europe, uh, the Americas, you know, all have kind of a continental sort of a games. And, and I think that's the vision of the Pacific Games Council. If this is successful in Papua New Guinea, is that ultimately Australia and New Zealand might join in more sports and we might have what effectively becomes sort of a continental kind of a games, uh, you know, including everyone. Uh, is that something you, you know, could see happening? I, I think definitely that's, uh, I suppose that is the evolution of, of it. Now, when you look at the IOC, they're very, very keen for all sports to have regional qualifications, which I suppose also makes the sport strong in those reasons, but also, yeah, I suppose, limits and, and helps the cost side of campaigning in each sport. So, you know, I think that's definitely something that the IOC would like, and it's certainly something that the City Council is thinking about as well. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think of one day that this this will be a great tool for uh, people to qualify and, and use to to make the Olympic Games or or make um, you know certain events as a qualification. That's the shift to mission for Australia's Pacific Games team at Malcolm Page. Samoa is on the hunt for a new sevens coach after the rugby union opted not to renew the contracts of head coach Fuimo Ono Titimaya Tafua and his assistant Galumalimana Rudolf Moores. The acting CEO of the Samoa Rugby Union, Faleo Mavainga Vincent Fupuliai, told our correspondent in Samoa, Altangavaya Tipi Altangavaya, the decision was made following a disappointing season on the World Seven circuit. The board of the 
Samoa Rugby Union met up in, uh, on Thursday and decided that uh, they were not going to renew the uh, contract. The union is of the opinion that the result hasn't been good. We haven't qualified for the Olympics. And at the same time, uh, our ranking in the World Series have slipped down to 10th place. And uh, the union has not at this point in time give up hope yet. There's still a chance to qualify for the Olympics the Oceania eliminations are uh, going to be held in Auckland in November. So uh, they're looking for a new coach and assistant coach, and uh, we're going through the process at the moment. At this point in time, uh, there will be an independent panel who will be uh, interviewing a new coach when the uh, applications all come in courses on Friday next week. This must be the first time uh, Faluma Bayanga in independent panel will consider the applications uh, from those who want to for these positions. So why is that? I guess because I think the uh, the board has been over the years uh, involved in making of selections during the process. I guess uh, the board feels that uh, we'll need to uh, look at a different approach and I think an independent panel should be involved uh, with comments coming through that the selection of coaches have had some sort of influence on the board. That's the acting chief executive officer of Samoa's rugby union, Faleoma Vaenga Vincent Fapuliai. Samoa pushed Australia to the wire before losing 34-22 in their opening match at the World Rugby Under-20 Championship in Italy. The baby Manu trailed by seven points at half-time and closed to within five points with eight minutes remaining before the Junior Wallabies scored two minutes later to seal victory. Captain Josh Dowsing says for a moment they thought the game was theirs for the taking. I was just really proud of the boys, so we stuck with it and we, we said at the start of the game that we weren't going to give up and I think we showed that and we definitely didn't go up to the end and like full credit to the Aussies in the end day, they were just a little bit too good for us on the day. Were there moments during that second half especially that you felt, you know, the, you know if something goes your way you could take the game? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think one stage it was 2015 or 2215 or something like that and I thought we were right back in it and I guess a couple of... Um, Poor decisions on our behalf didn't help us, and then they just seemed to stretch and stretch, and we couldn't build them back in. But no, I thought we we were very close. I guess maybe if it was a different day or a different setting, maybe things would be different. But I guess today that's just how it panned out. You played them last month at the Oceania Champs, and I guess both their team and your team were a little bit different uh, there. But how, how similar or how different you know was it from that game? To be honest, I reckon it was a completely different game. Both teams had changed quite a bit in the the lineups that we put out and I think the tempo and the physicality in, in the game was a huge step up from Gold Coast and just the whole um, play in the game was played was just a massive step up so I think both teams have got to take their hats off for that. And uh, Samoa you guys are effectively flying the Pacific Island flag uh, at this under 20 championship with Tonga and Fiji in the uh, next tier down uh, so how important is it for obviously for Samoa to do well for your own country, but also to uh, you know show that the Pacific teams can compete with uh, the top tier nations. Uh, obviously, with that uh, All Black Samoa test coming up, you know, uh, but this is the next tier down. So uh, you know, is, is is that something that's on your mind that you want to show that you can you know play at that level? Yeah, we um, talked about that as a team and about being the only Pacific nation team, and it's just a huge privilege for us to even be here in the first place. Uh, I guess to just not take that for granted and make the most of our opportunities and do the Pacific proud and Samoa proud. And uh, next up, it doesn't get any easier for uh, the money. You've got South Africa, uh, who made the final last year and uh, obviously are one of the top teams as well. So uh, what do you need to work on for that game? I think we've just got to work on our defence a bit. We've got to um, 
top of the hole, obviously, really big boys. We've got to take their legs up so they can't keep going. And hopefully just work work harder and that's all we can ask. And just hopefully we get another improved performance. Alrighty, uh, is everyone okay as far as you know, Josh? Any any injury concerns out of this one? No, just a few. The boys are pretty banged up and pretty sore, but I think we'll all be fine for the next game. Hopefully we can all um, bounce back and get back on the pitch and, you know, put a good performance in. And could I just quickly thank um, SIFA Samoa for all the work that they've done in the Samoa Rugby Union and also all the people back in Samoa, Malo, Lava, for all your support and all the people around the world supporting us. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Let's see Samoa under-20 rugby captain Josh Dowsing. And the Melbourne Storm Rugby League team is to play in Fiji later this year. The 2012 NRL champions will play an exhibition nines match in December against a local Prime Minister's selection. The parties have also agreed to the Storm playing a regular season match in Fiji against another NRL team within the NRL competition from 2017 onwards. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thanks very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.